Hello, hello, wonderful people. Welcome once again to another episode of Transform Thursdays, where we take your hearts, your mind, and your life to the next level through the word of the Lord. Thank you all so much for tuning in. So this week's episode is kind of unique. I'm going to be doing a little topical discussion on mercy, as you can tell from the title of this episode. And, you know, when I think about God, and I'm sure, you know, most of us, we've heard that God is a loving father. If you're a Christian, that's probably one of the ways that people have kind of gotten you to come to the church to tell you that, you know, God loves you. He's a loving father, you know, that he's always there ready to forgive you. He's always there ready when you call upon him. He sees you as his beloved once you accept his one and only son, Jesus Christ. And even Psalm 103 verse 13 agrees on that when it says that the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And there's just so many different passages. And even the story of the prodigal son imitating or reflecting God's relationship with us when we turn back to him and come to him it shows that he really is a good father but (laughs) there's a but there (laughs) but just as you may take your father for granted for example your human father I think it's very easy to take God and part of his nature for granted so for example let's say Malia Obama right now like you know before when her father Barack Obama for those that are not aware perhaps you know he was the ex-president of the United States of America he was the first black president of the country you know just using the scenario like let's say perhaps they had to go to congressional gala or some fancy ambassador dinner somewhere and Malia or Sasha was with her father um I think that there is a way or a protocol that she needs to act with her father when she's outside the home when she's outside in the public eye with the knowledge that her dad is not only her dad but he's also the president or was the president of the United States I think that you know some of the ways that she needed to address him outside or the ways she would react or relate with him at very formal official occasions or events would be different compared to when she's at home and you know there's no cameras there's no one around it's just them their family and their mom in the same way it's kind of similar with God because yes God is a good father but God has so many dimensions to him so much more than you know a human being or Barack Obama was as a president and a father a husband and all these God has so many facets to him and it's important for us as his children to continuously remember that because if we fail to remember that if we fail to remember that God is just and he's a judge and he is righteous and he's holy if we fail to remember that we fail to you know stand in in awe of him we fail to act in awe of him and even remember some of the ways and some of the things that he has to do because of the other sides of who he is because of the other dimensions of who he is he cannot accept certain things and so when we look at the book of Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 20 it says yet you say the way of the Lord is not fair O house of Israel I would judge every one of you according to his ways we see here that he's all the different dimensions of a judicial system and it's important for us 
us to remember that because there's a part of God that does not accept sin. And if we say we have not sinned, then we're lying because, you know, Romans 3 verse 23 says that for everyone has sinned, all has fallen short of God's glorious standard. All has fallen short of his glory. He still will need to judge based on his, their actions. Like that's just who he is. And, you know, sometimes we say, yes, God is who he is. This like God is God. He doesn't change. But that's in everything too about him. He doesn't change in requiring certain things from us. He doesn't change in in us being who we need to be for him and for what he's called us to. And I think, you know, one of the standards or some of the standards that God has for us can be seen in First Timothy 4 verse 12 where it says, you know, don't let anyone despise you because you're young, but be an example to all believers in your conduct, your love, your spirit, your faith, and your purity. I feel like those six dimensions of our, our words, our, our actions, our love, our spirit, our faith, our purity, it's important for us to realize that, yo, we can actually fall short in those moments. We can actually fall short in those six dimensions. And that doesn't even take into account our thoughts. And so just your thoughts alone or thinking of things that are pure, thinking of things that are true, that are right, that are worthy of praise, thinking of things that are holy. Like when you don't think in those dimensions, then you fall short of God's standard. And when you fall short of God's standards, then yo, you need mercy. And if we need mercy, then we need to cry out for mercy. We need to ask God, yo God, I need mercy. And that's where I love Psalm 51 verse 1 and 2. Like, so it says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. When I just look at that, like I see that the mercy is not based on my own works, but it's based on God's loving kindness. It's based on his multitude of tender mercies. It's based on what he can give and what he has. Because if it's based on, okay, God, today I only sinned a quarter of the day. I didn't sin, you know, the whole day or just something silly like that. Like if it's based on my own measurement of what I think or what I know, then it's completely wrong because in myself, by myself, I can't measure up, but that's why I need the Holy Spirit. That's why I need God to continuously have mercy upon me, to continuously just, you know, wash me clean of everything that could hinder me from being able to come to his presence, from being able to have him continuously dwell in my midst and to dwell with me and to be with me in terms of moving through me. Because God is you know, omnipresent where he's with everyone at all times, but doesn't mean he moves with everyone, right? Because when we think about people that are in the world and are not yet children of God, God is there, God sees them, but doesn't mean that God is going to perform a miracle through them because they don't carry the Shekinah glory with them, right? And because they don't carry that glory, God can't do miracles through them because they don't have his spirit. They don't have his Holy Spirit with him. They don't have the power that comes from, you know, accepting his one and only son, but God still sees what they're doing. That's why the Bible says in the book of Psalms and, you know, some of the wisdom books that God sees everything. He sees people's waking up, going to sleep. He sees it all, like in the darkness, in the light. He sees everything. And so with the mercy of God, I 
see mercy as God recognizing my frailty and my humanness and technically him not giving the natural consequences of my action upon me. I see it as God pardoning me. I see it as God either lightening the sentence of what could be based on the natural consequences or you know just not giving a sentence at all because that's who he is and he gets to decide on what he wants to do and sometimes that can be a bit hard for us to understand how God can very much pardon someone else like to such a large degree it seems but to you it may seem that he's a lot tougher and he doesn't pardon you in the dimension or in the way that you would think you know and I think sometimes like we think that that is a way for us to escape our actions by constantly just doing certain things and asking for mercy because you know oh God is just gonna forgive you anyways but if you continuously doing the things and you know okay God like I know I'm doing this and then I'm just gonna ask for forgiveness like that's wrong and that's trying to take his grace for granted that's trying to take his love for granted and you know that's only gonna last for so long so um that's not the dimension I'm talking about today the dimension of mercy that I'm talking about is when you see and recognize that okay I am human and I literally can like to my best knowledge I may try and be my best self every single day but sometimes you realize that you know maybe you did not respond to that cashier in the right way as you should have or the you know customer service person you did not speak in love you did not speak in the first Corinthians 13 love that is love is patience love is kind love does not keep account of any wrong you're not acting in the way that you should have acted or you're not as patient or you're not as loving when we realize that when we do do certain things or don't do certain things because the bible says if you know what to do and you don't do it that's sin and so it's not the fact that you're even doing certain things but the fact that you don't do what you know you're supposed to do that's already you just need god's mercy right there because you've already sinned right and so it's just little things like that shows us or shows me why i think we need mercy why we need god's mercy is because of the fact that like we fall short by ourselves every day and no matter how much we try no matter how much you know we think that okay i didn't sleep with this guy or i didn't do this you know i didn't steal that money or i didn't cheat in my schoolwork or i didn't cheat with my at my workplace or you know i was nice to my boss today like you know we need god's mercy for the things that we don't even know that we did and i think that's the part that is so so humbling and asking for god's mercy really shows okay are you going to humble yourself right now to show that you're not perfect by yourself you may have thought you have gone through the whole day gucci and you're all good and everything is nice and all of that but to god there are certain things that you've done or did not do in the day that he was not happy with and you may not be aware because maybe you haven't read it in the word yet and because you haven't read it in the word you don't technically know that it's bad but then when you now read it in the word then you realize oh shoot i've actually done what i should not have done or i didn't do what i should have done and then you ask for mercy because you know okay god like in those ways that i didn't even know what i was doing have mercy upon me in a way i kind of see it as covering all bases if that makes sense 
Because there's going to be things that you're not aware of and you asking God for mercy allows you to be able to cover your bags. Another interesting thing about asking God for mercy is the fact that you're asking God for mercy through the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. Because it's through that blood that we're able to walk in and come into the throne of grace and, you know, be able to come into him and ask and actually talk with him and converse with him, which is prayer and have a relationship with him. Because if God does not see the blood of Jesus through you, then you're not going to really have access. And kind of what I mentioned earlier about having the presence of God with you, when you ask God for mercy, then you're clean and he's able to come come and meet with you and fellowship with you and with that you're going to be able to experience the Shekinah glory and when you experience the glory of God then that is when you can be able to you know hear and understand the word of God and that is when your spirit is able to intertwine and fellowship better with God because there's no limitation there is no blockage from any sort of sin or things that you've done that would stop you from experiencing God and his love in a different dimension so I just feel that that little breakdown about mercy was very beneficial to you I pray that God shows us mercy every day and I pray that you know if you haven't cried out to God for mercy that you please do so because it's only when you're clean it's only when you've asked God for mercy that you're able to really really experience him and really enjoy him and enjoy your relationship with him because there is no blockage there is no limitation there is no barrier that is trying to stop you from experiencing him in a different and greater dimension and that really comes from you knowing God as your personal God and knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and so if you haven't even done that then you need to cry out to God for mercy and ask Jesus Christ to come and dwell in your heart because that's where it starts and that's when you're able to experience so much more uplifting so much more grace so much more peace so much more of just the beauty of God's presence in your life and if you want to experience this just you know pray the prayer of salvation that asking God that you want his son to come dwell in your life and if you've prayed that prayer of salvation you know you can message us you can just let us know and we'll pray for you and we will show you different resources that you can have to help you in this journey because it really is a journey it's not something that you start and is done by like in two weeks or something like that but it's something that is a lifelong journey of learning and growing and just being more like him and experiencing him in such a great dimension so thank you all so much for listening i hope you've all been blessed bye and god bless you Thank you.